Live from WNUR News, I'm Nick Song. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Tonight on WNUR News, Hallelujah, the Alice Miller Chapel returns to live performance. We talked about you, well, the show You on Netflix. And a look into NU quarantine and what happens after the COVID test comes back positive. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News. Thanks for tuning in. In campus and local tonight, for over a year, the Alice Miller Chapel remained silent. The vacancies echoing from pew to pew in place of songs and prayer. But now the chapel choir is back in business. WNUR news reporter Angelina Campanil on the latest performances occurring in the space. Of pandemic-induced silence, the Alice Millar Chapel is once again filled with the sound of music. It's like you're part of something bigger, and that feeling is uh, really special. Northwestern University junior Kelly Kaloran sings for the Alice Millar Chapel Choir. Tonight marks the group's first in-person concert since February 2020. When you're singing alone, you can sing the words and the notes, but when you're with other people, that's what makes the music beautiful. For sophomore Kelly Norton, this is her first live performance at Northwestern. Performing in person, there's just a different energy to it. And you can feel the energy of the people around you and you can connect with them in a way that brings the text alive more than Zoom performance ever could. It was huge to be able to sing without masks and to actually hear the chapel choir, hear the diction. Just being with everyone and being able to sing some really fun hymns that a lot of us have sung many times before and to do it with the organ and with everything else was great. Senior Haley Fuller joined the chapel choir her first week at Northwestern. She says learning pieces over Zoom presented a new challenge. Lagging internet and frozen video screens made it difficult to sing in perfect unison. You didn't really have the same fun, and there definitely wasn't the same community that we have in person. Returning to live performances also gave Fuller the opportunity to make music using more than just her voice. I also like ringing the bells. That was a highlight. Fuller, Norton, and Kaloran will get to sing and ring again in the Chapel Choir's Christmas concert this December. In Evanston for WNUR News, I'm Angelina Campanile. You. No, not you the person, or you the letter. The show You on Netflix. It released its third season in mid-October. And now that it's been a couple weeks, WNUR News' own Justine Fisher sits down with Northwestern students to discuss the thriller. As midterm season coincides with drastic weather changes, Northwestern students are finding the new season of Netflix's You, which follows the obsessive dating style of a bookstore manager, Joe Goldberg, as an escape. Olatunji Osho Williams tells us about his take on You. You is essentially about a serial killer that presents as a nice guy and has mommy issues. An interesting thing about you is that it's all from his perspective. So you see his thoughts, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> How do you think like this? Olatunji is an avid fan of the show and shares his thoughts on how the third season is so far. 
I've rewatched seasons one and two twice. Um, View is one of those shows where I will watch it again because it's like that entertaining to me. Um, it's like funny too, um, a little bit witty at some points, but it's just like an interesting story. How did I react when I first found out of season three? I was excited, extremely excited. I really liked, I'm really loving the rest of the season so far. Um, so I would say that I can understand why the writers rushed the first episode. Another Northwestern student, Elizabeth Casalo, tells us about her thoughts and reactions to the new season of You. So You is a show about this guy named Joe Goldberg. He's originally from New York City, and he has a history of becoming really infatuated with these women in his community, and he thinks that he can protect them, but by that having that illogical thought, he's actually um, becoming too much, and he's crossing a line, he starts to stop them, he starts murdering people because he thinks that will help the women, um, but in reality, he's very abusive, and so, um, and he's never actively acknowledging that. And then throughout the seasons, um, he goes to different places, targets different women, and then now we are at a point in time where season three is out. I've only watched the first two episodes, um, but the pattern begins to shift a little bit. With so many students excited about the new season of You, Elizabeth organized a watch party with some of her friends. There was a You watch party. Um, we got a couple of friends together to watch uh, on the NMQ first floor in the lounge. Uh, we watched the first two episodes together. And then we discussed, I honestly, it was good to digest it with some other people. Usually I watch uh, the TV show, a lot of my favorite TV shows I tend to watch alone. So it was definitely interesting to be able to break down where this new season strayed from its previous seasons. Elizabeth also shared some thoughts on how the release of the new season of You related to her midterm experience. Um, I, I believe I watched it the day it came out, which was the Friday before midterms. I may be wrong about that, but I'm, I remember it was a Friday, and it was before I had midterms. So um, maybe I used it as a mechanism for procrastination, knowing me that is probably what it was. I feel like everything's very fast-paced, um, not typical, although I, I guess you usually is pretty fast-paced, but relatively speaking, it's more fast-paced this season. I also think it's getting very light-hearted very quickly. It's a lot of dark humor, which the other seasons did have as well, but I feel like it's just because the dynamic has changed a little bit, the dark humor is way more prevalent, and I honestly don't always know if it's appropriate for the context. Um, it doesn't always feel like I'm watching you. Um, it, it, it's definitely a bit of a tonal shift. I was very excited for season three, just because, again, I watched the show in one sit or the season two in one sitting, and I was ready for a new season. Um, I have been waiting very patiently for a long time. After the break, a walkthrough of quarantine living and the rare exotic Canada goose. WNUR News will return after these messages. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. 
With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press... Keeping your kids safe on the way to school is a bus driver's responsibility. When that driver is behind the wheel, they should be focused. And when you're driving, you should be focused too. Texting while driving on Illinois roads is illegal and deadly. Drive now, text later. You can't do both. This message brought to you by the Illinois Tollway State Police, Department of Transportation, Secretary of State, and AAA. Here at the GED Pep Talk Center, we've got a pep talk that can motivate you. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You can improve your future. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need, we've got a pep talk for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and for free classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to WNUR News at 6. It's 6.10 p.m. Central Time. I'm Nick Song. COVID-19 is so two years ago, but the virus still lingers all throughout, Northwestern, uh, all throughout Northwestern. Although Northwestern's COVID positivity rate hovers around 1%, there remains the possibility of catching the virus regardless of your vaccination status. WNUR News reporter Ellie Skelly explores the university's current quarantine process for students who test positive. Northwestern students are back on campus, ready to resume in-person activity. COVID, however, has stuck around. This year, students with a positive COVID test are sent to quarantine housing at 1835 Hinman. I spoke with freshman Sophia Gamble on her experiences on what happens after a positive test result. So I got, I opened the results like right after Navika emailed me saying I had results ready and then I opened them pretty immediately. And I started packing a bag cause I knew I was gonna have to quarantine obviously. And then I was kind of waiting around in my room after pretty much being done packing my bag and no one had called me yet. So I called health services like an hour after my um, positive result. It wasn't health services. It was um, the case management number. Mm. It was like an hour after I got my positive. And when I called them, they were about to call me. The person on the other end of the phone already had my case up. <laughs> after speaking with case management, another faculty member called to go over contact tracing details. 15 minutes later, Sophia was ready to enter quarantine housing. So I just walked over um, and then I had uh, the housing coordinator. He met me outside to let me in to 
quarantine housing and then getting my key to my room. Quarantine housing services provide bedding, basic toiletries, snacks, water bottles, and a case of milk already available in the Hinman rooms. Uh, they gave me my key because Hinman doesn't have wildcard access doors. It has like physical keys. Um, so I got my key, my room assignment, my bathroom assignment, um, and then I came up to the room and they had sheets, blankets, pillows ready for me with the beds, towels, some basic toiletries, and then um, a bag of snacks, a case of water, and then like a case of milk. Along with the snacks, lunch and dinner are delivered daily to her room. For a vegetarian like Sophia, the meals meet her standards. The meals are actually really good, surprisingly. Wow. Um, I'm lucky enough that I haven't lost my taste or smell. Like, those weren't any of the symptoms I got, at least yet. We still have a couple days. Um, but they've been pretty good. And I'm a vegetarian, so I was a little bit, like, nervous about that because I was kind of afraid that they either wouldn't be good, wouldn't really accommodate well to be vegetarian, but they've... I haven't gotten a meal with meat in it yet, which has been good, obviously. And then they've all been pretty tasty. Sophia documents these meals on her TikTok channel, a way to pass time and connect with friends while in quarantine. I have to say my TikToks aren't uh, that great. It's more just a basic review of what I get. Um, but it's definitely been an exciting thing for me to look forward to. So I figured I'd share it with the world. One odd thing Sophia points out in her TikToks the amount of bananas she receives in each of her meals. So many bananas from quarantine housing, and I don't like bananas that much. So I just have like a stockpile of bananas. So one of my friends thinks it's like funny to like always comment about like the banana aspect of it. Um, Outside of an excessive amount of bananas, quarantine services also give Sophia a ring once daily to check in on how she's doing like a phone call every day where we get to like actually like talk to one of the coordinators they ask us if we need anything these phone calls include daily wellness checks that ensure the student is doing all right and is comfortable and it's not like required to do those but like it's it's not gonna hurt you so they just kind of like ask like how you're doing if you need anything um they just it's a really nice thing to be able to like tell someone in person instead of like trying to like fill out a million like forms or something, they get it done really quickly, which is really nice. Also through these calls, students are able to request amenities such as packages and fitness gear. I got um, a yoga mat and a yoga block. Mm -hmm. They were like able to like check some stuff out from like recreation. So I have those uh, if we ever need any more like snacks water any of that stuff they can bring them up i was able to get packages from plex like brought to my room today which is really nice school-wise sophia has been in communication with her professors able to get copies of lecture notes and videos of lectures and discussions she has missed overall it's not too bad she says I mean, I personally enjoy being in person a lot more for classes, but... Sophia does have one complaint, not being able to go outside. Things going pretty smoothly. It's it's very surprising how smoothly it's gone. Um, really nice situation, all things considered. I would rather be able to go outside, but that's kind of my only like complaint about the whole thing.
Sophia clarifies that students in quarantine are not allowed out of their floor or out of the building. Overall, Sophia's experience with COVID housing has been positive. For WNUR, this is Ellie Skelly. Most people consider Canada Goose not to be a bird with wings, but a fashionable winter jacket you wear to keep warm. The popular clothing company is as warm as it is bougie and ubiquitous. Originally broadcasted in March of this year, WNUR News' Helen Bradshaw explores how and why there are so many Canada Goose jackets on campus. It doesn't take a fashion expert to notice the number of Canada Goose jackets on campus. It also doesn't take a bird lover to notice the number of actual Canada geese on campus. But Junior Adam Wathew is a bird lover, and he also happens to have a drone. Flying uh, a drone to, we're going over Lake Books, I think that's where all the geese are, but uh, I feel like a National Geographic over the past week, I've been on a wild goose chase to answer the question, are there more Canada goose jackets on campus or actual Canada geese? Canada goose is a popular and pricey winter jacket brand that can often be spotted from its signature Arctic Circle patch on the sleeve. I surveyed 86 students to get an idea of the breakdown of Canada goose ownership. 18.6% of respondents said they did indeed have a Canada goose jacket. With some admittedly severe extrapolation, when generalized to the entire Northwestern undergraduate population, that's over 1,500 Canada Goose jackets. When I counted geese on foot, and with the help of the drone, the most I was able to find on any given day was around 30, and through archival photos of campus online, 40. So it's safe to say that there are likely many more Canada Goose jackets on campus than their feathered namesake. But the Canada Goose brand has become known for more than just $1,000 jackets. They're made with real goose down, and hoods are lined with real coyote fur, so the ethics of purchasing the coats have been called into question by organizations like PETA. While Canada Goose says they sustainably and responsibly source their down and fur, PETA released footage in 2017 from a goose farm linked to Canada Goose, in which geese were crowded together, stepped on, and shackled before their throats were slit and they bled out. As for how many dead geese the down of 1,500 jackets equates to, that's a little more complicated. Jacket performance can be evaluated through downfill power and downfill weight. They're basically assessments of the quality and quantity of downfill. Fill power is about the volume of an ounce of down. This is more about quality, with 900 fill being incredibly insulating in a small amount of space. Fill weight, on the other hand, is the actual weight of down used in the product. But the thing is, Canada Goose doesn't disclose their fill weight online, so I tried calling them. We can't figure out the exact amount of down in a Canada Goose jacket without spending $1,000 to rip one open and see. So I did some research. Your lab rates winter clothes on many different scales, one of them being warmth. I found a jacket from the Feathered Friends Company, which does disclose their fill weight, and found a jacket from Canada Goose with an equal warmth rating. But here's the thing. The Feathered Friends jacket has a power of 900 fill, while the Canada Goose jacket has one of 625. So even though these jackets are equally warm, Canada Goose will have to pluck far more birds to get there. According to a Hungarian study, goose feathers make up about 6.2% of the bird's total weight, 
and down makes up 20% of the weight of the feathers. If we pick one of the largest domestic goose breeds, the Emden, that gives us about 4.8 ounces of down per bird. So we would need around three birds to make the ultra warm feathered friends jacket. As for Canada goose, potentially around a dozen birds would need to be killed and plucked to make one jacket. So while you may see around 30 Canada geese on campus, you might also be near the remnants of 18,000 plucked geese. So why are these jackets so popular when they're so pricey and cost the lives of all these animals? I spoke with a few Canada goose owners to find out. For Junior Tamara Rad, the warmth is worth it. I'm not for killing animals to make clothes, but I think that might be the only item of clothing that I have that is like that. I do feel though that it would not keep me as warm as it does if it were made of other material. While she considers the idea unfair, according to sophomore Eliana Silverman, Canada Goose jackets are often viewed as a way to fit in. I like personally think they're overhyped as a status symbol. I think that people like to see it as one. I don't. I know personally some groups of people, maybe at high school, or, like I've seen some people here, like everyone like wears the same type of like shoes or like everyone wears the same type of like jackets or like that stuff. And like if you don't have that, then you're like not in dirt in group. As for the Canada geese, here's what they had to say. For WNUR News' Oddity section and Bird Beat, I'm Helen Bradshaw. After the break, a weather update to round out your week. WNUR News will return after these messages. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me. We are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. The rocket launched into the air. And then crashed into the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.25 p.m. Central Time. I'm Nick Song. Taking a look at weather, temperatures tonight will fall to a crispy 51 degrees with mild winds and dry cloud cover. Bust out your umbrella for Thursday. Rain showers are going to move in by the mid-morning and strengthen throughout the day with a temperature in the mid-50s and winds up to 10 miles per hour. Rain's going to continue into Friday morning, bringing a wet and windy start to your hall weekend. The showers will weaken to a drizzle in the evening, and a low of 52 will allow for some weekend plans to persist. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcast, and on our website, WNUR.News. Again, that's WNUR. News. Our producer today is Alex Harrison, and our reporters are Angelina Campanil, Justine Fisher, Ellie Skelly, and Helen Bradshaw. For all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Nick Song. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next time on Friday, October 29th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.